I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi, hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, otherwise known as Vic in the Meadow in all my corners of the internet. Today, we are going to be talking about navigating grief and the holidays. But first, a wee little catch up on what's been going on in my life, what's hip, what's happening. I am indeed still sick, which I know it's been, what, three or four episodes in a row now. I think it's just kind of lingering symptoms that will not leave. They have moved in for the winter. It's just that like congestion in the head that won't go away. My ears feel a little clogged. Otherwise, otherwise I'm good. But I've been doing pretty well. It is snowing today. Here when I'm recording this, there is a light, very light dusting of snow. Nothing like I know our friends out west and in northern Ontario have. We got, we got a little shum shum right now. Summer in general in southern Ontario, the last couple years anyway, is usually if it does snow, it's not going to stick. And if it sticks, it'll melt in two days. Even last Christmas, we got a wild, bonkers, big, big, big snowstorm over Christmas. It was like Christmas Eve, Christmas and Boxing Day, I think, or maybe there was another day in there too. And it was like the most snow I've seen in one time in years, like a decade. But like within a week, it all melted. Just the way the cookie crumbles here, the weather is very strange. Global warming is doing its damn thing, unfortunately. I kind of wish it would just snow in the start of December and stick and just stay. If the snow just stayed, we would avoid so much of the slush, of the freezing rain, of the yuck. And if it was just a pretty snow all through winter, maybe our winter er ended a little earlier, then we'd be talking. Keep the snow around 
for Christmas and let it be gone after, you know? Wish that was the way that it went, but it's generally not. <laughs> generally not the way it goes in Southern Ontario anymore. We typically are not getting snow that's gonna stick until mid-January until like early March. But I am happy to report that when I'm recording this, mentally I've been doing a lot better than the last couple podcasts that I recorded. I feel like I'm at a, oh gosh, a knock on wood. I feel like I'm at an okay place right now with therapy. I'm recording this in between therapy appointments. It's kind of like midweek between my therapy appointments. So we'll see when we get to Wednesday next week, if I'm still thinking that. But in general, I know the last couple episodes I've said I've been really struggling. I'm doing okay right now. So I will take that. I really live life day by day. I've been feeling well. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, maybe the therapy is working and I know they say with ERP for OCD it gets worse before it gets better and I completely understand that because we're rewiring our nervous system but whoa there are some really tough days anyhow I've had a lovely past week we went to our bird store that we have a membership up and we bought a ginormous seven pound bag of peanuts for our blue jay friends and our cardinal friends they'll say with our nuts that we put in our little suction cup window feeder the blue jays are usually on it they're emptying out those peanuts very fast and then they're leaving all the bird seed for the rest of the birds because the birds go to bed so early with the short days now the cardinals have figured out that if they come out like right at dusk kind of as the sun is setting that it's quiet at the feeder and they can have a peaceful little supper time i was so excited because the other night miss lady that's what i call all the female cardinals i don't know if there's multiple or if it's the same one but miss lady comes around and she ate her little sunflower seeds and her little whatever suet nuggets and then she took a little peanut not a little peanut a big old peanut because the blue jays hadn't ate them all because they went to bed early so i sound <laughs> i recognize how i sound anyways it was very that was an exciting little moment of my week was getting to see miss lady cardinal get a peanut what a treat she like sat there and ate all her all her little goodies and then took it and she just took one she wasn't being greedy she was Love that for her. Anyways, enough of the bird talk. I also had a wonderful little used bookstore experience. So interesting because obviously with this economy, everything is getting more and more expensive. And the couple used bookstores that we go to in our city, we go to the ones that are the most reasonably priced. There are some that are kind of double the price that we find. As we were driving home, my partner and I, I was saying like, oh gosh, I'm scared for the day that inflation hits our favorite used bookstores. It's funny because I was taking a picture of my finds to send to my group book chat thing on Facebook and the one girl, she lives up uh, Sudbury way, so a bit, quite a bit of a drive from me. She was saying that their used bookstore there has already succumbed to inflation and they have way less options up there. If you know, you know, Northern Ontario, it's slimmer pickings. She said you're lucky to find a used book at the used bookstore up there for $10. I was like, holy schmoly. Yeah, that's the expensive used bookstores here, but we're pretty darn lucky. I am going to tell you what I found. I was at our used bookstore and it tends to go one of two ways. Either my partner finds a bunch of Dragonlance books. He likes the Dungeons and Dragons books. He finds a ton of those and he scores big. Or I find a ton of the romance and thriller authors that I'm into and I score big. And I haven't had my turn in a while. Let me tell you, it was my day. I found the first four books in the Off Campus series and the first four books in Briar U both by Miss L. Kennedy. Actually, I believe is Toronto. 
I think she's from Toronto. She's Canadian for sure. I think she's from Toronto. Anywho, I found the first four books in both of those series at the bookstore, the used bookstore, for $5 a piece. This was a thrilling find and I almost was like, I read the first few on Kindle and then I never finished the series because I hate paying for books when I have the Kindle subscription monthly. And I was like, no, no, this is perfect because she's switching the covers to those minimalist cartoon covers, which I do not like. So I'm like, okay, it's the original covers. There's some I haven't read yet. It's gonna look beautiful one day when, knock on wood, if we have a home and we can have bookshelves room to display all our books. For now, they kind of sit under the coffee table. But I knew I haven't bought used books in a few months and I would be so sad if I left them and then was like, nope, I want them and went back and they weren't there. I think I made the right choice and I don't like to buy it of scarcity, but again, it's something I've been sitting on. Nick was literally like, oh, I recognize those covers. I know we've looked at those at chapters before. Again, they're 25 a piece at chapters. They were $5 each at the used bookstore. I got those and I had a couple other good finds. I found a book by K.A. Tucker, which my book club read her, what was it called? Something about Alaska series, which is great if you're looking for like a fun little Alaskan-based romance. So I found a book by her, which was exciting. I can't remember the author's last name, Mariana something. She wrote To Lukov with Love, Culty. Culty is the one that I've read by her that I really liked, some like little sports romances. Found a book by her, Lisa Jewell book, which is a classic, one of my favorite little mystery thriller authors. I was having a good day and then I went to check out and it's always the same, you know, kind of few people working there and we were chatting, catching up and she was like, oh, we just put the Al Kennedy out. She's like, I knew it would go same day. And I said, I am shocked to find this here. I am so excited to find this here. And she was like, yeah, I think because so many authors are putting their works up on Kindle Unlimited, a lot of people who've been buying books during the pandemic and gone into book talk and reading are just giving away because they don't want to take up the space. And she said, oh my gosh, she said that last week, Oh, I wish I was there that day, but that's okay. Whoever found it's having a great day. Last week, they got the entire like 13 book Zodiac Academy set in. I just paused in my real life for dramatic effect, but I'll cut that out here because, oh my gosh, I can you imagine if you're a book person, if you know, you know, I haven't read Zodiac Academy yet. It's on my list and it is on Kindle Unlimited. I'm pretty sure. So I'll be able to read it in my subscription whenever I get there. But it's a fantasy series that's kind of like, a little Harry Potter-esque meets like Gossip Girl. I don't know, they're in like a school. I don't know, I've heard that at least the first few books anyhow are great and super fun. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can you imagine coming across all the physical books, the whole set for like five bucks a book. These are also huge books. They're like 900 pages. Anyways, she told me that and I was like, I am so happy for whoever came across that that day and was like, yes, because I was excited enough about my L. Kennedy books and whoever found those 13 books, whoa, they must be literally on cloud nine. I loved hearing that. And I'm also like, oh, this gives me incentive to, to keep checking in at the Goodwill books. Cause there's a lot of books that I have on my list that I am either on really long wait lists through the library for, or like I'm keeping my eye out at the used bookstores for. That was an exciting little moment in my week. And it was in my budget. I have, I think, have I done a podcast on budgeting? I feel like I might've before... I took my hiatus when Boo got sick and passed away. I can't remember. Anyways, if you know, you know, I cash stuff envelopes because with my day job, most people I'm being paid through insurance, but there are some people that pay either debit credit or cash and the cash people, I don't put that cash in the bank. I cash stuff envelopes. So that cash is typically my first and foremost gas money. And then it is money for 
quote unquote fun stuff. I started going to the hairdresser again because that became in budget. I have enough people paying cash that I know I can pay for my hair in cash and not take that out of my, you know, bills budget from my money that I'm seeing go into my bank account. Self-employed is weird. You're paid well, at least I am paid every day rather than in big chunks. So I gotta be very careful with my money. And I have my fun envelope. And I've kind of just had my, a little bit of cash accumulating in there. Cause I was like, well, you know, I was trying, I'm trying not to buy seasonal decor. I'm trying to be very mindful of things I do consume and what companies I give that money to. So I thought used bookstore, it was the perfect moment. That is really the big thing new and happening in my life. Otherwise, what's going on? Still watching my Hallmark Christmas movies. Still very much into that. Just trying to balance my life with work and busy season at my office. Getting my massages, still going to therapy and taking care of myself. Anyways, let's just get into the topic then today. We're going to talk about grief in the holidays. I don't want this to be super duper sad. And I also, first and foremost, want to point out that again, I'm not a professional. This is just my personal experience and kind of how I'm planning to set myself up this year going into my first Christmas without my little soul dog, Boo. And not a professional. I have just deep dived myself into a lot of books and talking to other people who are working in the grief field throughout the past three quarters of a year. And as many of you know, navigating the first holiday season without someone is so hard. It's like a whole year of first, your first Christmas without them, your first birthday without them, their first birthday without them here, the first Easter, the first Halloween, all of these first. Even the first snowfall a few weeks ago made me very emotional without Boo because the first snowfall of the season was always his very favorite to frolic around and feel the little snowflakes on his face. Oh my gosh, when we got the first actual snow that stuck, he would get the zoomies so hard. He rarely got the zoomies when it wasn't snowy, but my golly, that boy loved the snow. It's, it's hard. It's so hard. And I know my first Christmas without Boo is going to be really hard. And I've been struggling with that. As I've mentioned, he's been my guy through a lot of hard stuff, through my separation and divorce, through a couple Christmases spent all by myself the last few years. Last year when we had that snowstorm where it's like, even if I wanted to go drive to see my parents, they live in a small town, like half an hour away from the city that I live in and the country roads were not good and the highways were closed. It was just Boo and I and obviously he meant a lot to me for so many reasons, but around the holidays, I am just so used to having him there with me. I already set up a plan, so I will not be alone on Christmas this year, and hopefully that will help support me emotionally with this. It's hard. It's hard shit, and whether it is a parent, a grandparent, a cousin, a friend, a fur baby that you have lost, that you think about at Christmas, and whether it's been a year or 10 years, it is still, I think, just hard, the holidays especially, going through Christmas, missing people. I think it's perfectly okay to not feel in the holiday spirit. It's also perfectly okay to feel in the holiday spirit. It's kind of like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't sometimes, especially if you're really in the thick of it with grief in the holidays, where you're like, almost punishing yourself thinking, well, I should be sad. I shouldn't enjoy this. And then you feel guilty if you do enjoy Christmas. And then on the flip side, I've caught myself also being like mm, struggling. I'm feeling grumpy. And then everyone's like, well, boo would want you to enjoy Christmas. And I know that's also true, but it's also like, you don't want to force the false positivity. I don't know. There's a lot of layers, but 
I found a quote that I really liked while I was kind of doing some of my reading up on grief and the holidays. Prepare myself. Anyways, the quote is, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. Ooh, and that, that hit a lot. I think about that often, even when people ask if I'll ever get, you know, other pets in the future. I, I think about how I don't know if I can put myself through saying goodbye again, but I also on the flip side think about how that goodbye being so hard just means that there was so much love between that hello and goodbye. Ooh, anyways, okay, we gotta we gotta keep trucking because it's too early in the morning for me to cry and stuff up my sinuses again. So I have a couple, uh, just a couple notes that I've made about this because again, I'm not a professional. If you are seriously struggling, please, if you can, see a grief counselor, see a therapist, talk to your doctor, whatever you need to do to be okay. But the first note I have here is give yourself space. Say no to things. There are things which there are many obligations of, as we've talked about with setting boundaries in the holidays. There are many obligations that come up. Say no. Be so selective with what you say yes to and who you say yes to. I feel like half the battle with navigating grief is just having people around you who understand and who you don't feel like you have to put a mask on for and pretend to be something that you're not. Be selective and don't feel bad about prioritizing yourself and your mental health and what you say yes to. And with the things that you do say yes to, give yourself so much grace again, whether it's been a year, five years, 10 years. Time does not heal all. Your feelings are so valid and your struggles are so valid. Leave a function early if you are starting to feel overwhelmed with emotions or maybe the, I made a mistake coming here. Just leave early, drive separately. It's also okay to change your mind on things, whether it's five minutes before something, partway through. Worlds will keep spinning. You have to take care of you. Just be honest with people if you're not ready. Again, certain people. I don't owe anyone an explanation, but people in your circle, if there's things that you would usually do and you're not feeling up for them, if you feel safe, just be honest with them. Probably help them understand more as well where you're coming from. But as we've talked about in many a podcast, communication is really just key. And your people can also better know how to support you because we're not mind readers. Obviously, humans are not mind readers. When someone offers, do you want me to bring by, you know, some groceries for you? Or what can I do to help you? It's okay to tell them ways that they can actually help you. A good test to see who is genuine in their offer and who's just blown smoke up your ass. Saying, you know, oh, actually, if you could go to the grocery store deli and just pick me up a box of potato wedges because eating is hard right now and I don't have the energy to cook. Okay to do things like that. If they're your people, their offer is likely genuine. And likewise for you, maybe you're not experiencing grief this holiday season, but you know someone who is. I found most helpful around my big, big grief period, the first month after Boo passed away, was avoiding those open-ended questions. And it was the people in my life, specifically my best friend, who said, I am going to pick up some groceries for you. You can let me know what you want and that would be helpful, but I'm not taking no for an answer. So I'm going anyways. So you, you should probably tell me what you want. That took the guilt away from me of being like, no, I can do it myself. I can do this. Then. And she lost her mom a couple of years ago. So she's been through it. She knows what helps. We'll, we'll get to surrounding yourself with other people who have gone through grief as well, but giving people an action rather than open, rather than an open-ended question when they are experiencing grief really helps. So do that. Say, I'm going to pick you up some food and drop it off. 
is there something you would prefer? Take out whatever. Maybe this person has kids saying, you know, I'm going to come over for an hour and just entertain your kids so you can go have a nap, have a bath, do what you need to do. That can be really helpful. The next little point is to give grief a seat at the table and just be mindful and present with your feelings and not sweeping them under the rug, telling yourself, just pushing the thoughts away, being like, I'm not gonna think about this, I'm not gonna think about this. It bottles up. If I've learned anything with OCD, it's that the more you tell your brain you're not gonna think about something, the more you're gonna think about it. You need to acknowledge those feelings and let them pass. You're going to obsess over the thought. At least the OCD brain is going to. It's, again, it's okay to feel okay. Maybe your Christmas is feeling excited still about the holidays. We don't all experience grief in the same way. Maybe there's a disconnect. Maybe you're just still excited for the holiday season. There is nothing wrong with you. You are still allowed to feel joy. You are still allowed to be happy. Perfectly normal and okay. And you don't have to think more into it. You can just leave it at that. On the flip side, maybe you don't want to acknowledge the holidays this year. Maybe you're really struggling and you're like, you know what? Nah, I don't want to force myself into any forced positivity, faked happiness. Fuck it, cancel the holidays. You can self-cancel. I think that's totally fine. When you go out in public, pop in some headphones with a podcast or your own music, bring some noise canceling headphones, whatever it is. Cut out all of that holiday joy and spirit coming through the speakers with the, I don't know, Michael Bublé Christmas and Home Sense. Experience is bliss. Put those headphones on. Don't feel the holiday spirit if you don't want to when you go to the grocery store. Don't put the decorations up. Don't light the lights outside. You know to the Christmas dinners, whatever you feel you need to do, you're valid. That's basically my point. Sometimes you just need someone in your life to remind you of that. So if you need the permission slip, here's your permission slip. If you want to be happy around the holidays, that's okay. If you want to cancel the holidays, also okay. Another thing that I find helpful that I kind of briefly mentioned is to surround yourself with other grieving people. I mean, this is one that kind of goes regardless of the holidays at any time when you're grieving, but especially around the holidays when maybe not everyone's going to understand if they're not going through grief or haven't recently. Being around people who get it and really can feel and you know, feel and understand how you're feeling can really help. I follow a few people on Instagram that surround both pet grief and grief in general. And even that I just find helpful to have reminders on my feed of other people experiencing similar feelings. Of those I'll mention, one, if you are going through any fur baby loss or having just a hard time with a pet that you've lost in the past, Rainbow Bridge Reina, she's one of my favorites. I talked about her in my pet grief podcast episode on Instagram and TikTok under that name. And she makes videos as this, I don't know the word, like angel at the rainbow bridge, but she makes videos around the holidays like sending like a little message to you of how your pet is doing over the rainbow bridge. I don't know. I find them very comforting. She also makes real videos out of character talking about navigating pet grief over the holidays. And I think that she is just a wealth of wonderful knowledge and comfort and relatability. The other one is Angela Morris. She wrote the book Love Notes to Grievers. I posted about it back when Boo passed away. It was actually, I think when it was published, it was Kind of divine timing. Angela is a Canadian author. She's from the West Coast out in BC. And she wrote a little book of poems and short stories about grief uh, because she lost her dad. Had a really, really, obviously hard time with that. And the book 
really speaks to me. I whip it out still time to time because it is a short little book. It really resonated and she posts a lot of stuff about grief, both her own journey and writing because she's a writer on her Instagram. Having those around even is just helpful for me in my online space. I have my people. I have my people around the holidays who I know understand. Again, my best friend who lost their mom also lost one of their dogs last year. I know they get it. So whenever I'm having feelings where I'm like gaslighting myself being like, is this normal? Am I being overdramatic? Give them a message and say, oh my gosh, okay. Gonna be depressing for a sec. If you're not in the right headspace, come back to this, but I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. And I would love to just talk about it and feel validated. Maybe there's support groups in your areas for other people navigating grief. There's tons of online support groups, whatever it is, have people in your corner who are advocating for you, supporting you, and understand. So just creates a safe space where maybe you do want to celebrate the holidays, but you want to do that with your couple of friends who you know are also going through it and really missing someone right now, and you create a special holiday dinner to honor those people as well. So my next point is honor your person how you need to. What this looks like for me, do the empty place setting. And I know a lot of people from Eastern Europe do this as well, but setting literally an empty place setting if it's a human person that you're missing. For me with Boo, we already do this. This isn't a Christmas special. We've been doing this ever since we lost him, but we keep his food and water bowl clean. We still wash them regularly so they're not collecting dust. We keep his water dish full. And whenever we're having one of his favorite snacks, which is usually chippies, we take a little chip and we put it in his bowl. Just feels like a little offering, if you will. Regardless of your afterlife beliefs, I'm not gonna get into that right now. For me, it's like a nice little way where I feel like he's still being thought of. And if in any dimension, if he's, you know, aware of what's going on here, that he can see that too. It's, it's fun, you know, we'll be eating chips in bed at like 10 o'clock watching a show and I'll find the perfect chip and I'll be like, oh, can you go put this in Bernie's bowl? <laughs> little ways to think of them still. Again, you don't have to be into all these little ideas. It's okay to not want to do anything. For me, another one over the holidays, I still like to hang their stocking. I know my mom did this with her mom's stocking too when she passed away. I have booze stocking up. Just feels like a nice little nod to still have something of their presence up. I also have special boo ornaments. This year we got a new ornament. I think I already mentioned it. It's a glass ornament with cardinals on it, which both signifies that we got into burning this year, which is kind of new in our lives, but also cardinals typically people kind of interpret seeing that bird as like a little message from a loved one that you've lost. So I thought it was kind of just in general, a nice way to sum up the past year in an ornament. Got some greyhound ornaments too. Another nice thing you can do is look into if your city has a grieving tree. Sometimes they're called a grieving tree, sometimes they're called memorial trees. Most big cities have them though, and it's a designated tree where people can go and hang memorial ornaments for loved ones. So when you show up, you know anyone else hanging ornaments on that tree are also going through the exact same thing as you. It can just feel like a safe space to be around other people who you know are again, experiencing those same big emotions and to honor them, the person that you've lost or fur baby that you've lost just in a special way. My city, the big park, they have a tree that they designate as their memorial tree where people go every year and hang ornaments for people that they've lost. I actually just saw for the first time, I don't know if my neighborhood has always done this. They always have a Christmas neighborhood day. I don't know the right word for that. 
festival, if you will. My neighborhood does this for all the holidays. Anyways, they do like a Christmas in the village event and they have their little parade. They have activities for kids. I saw that this year they're having like a four hour period where you can go and make an ornament in memory of someone, like a memorial ornament making free little workshop and then hang it on the tree because they do a little lighting of the tree in my neighborhood too, which I thought was really nice. Again, I'm not an expert. Those are just the few ways that I'm going to be kind of taking care of myself and feeling like I'm honoring Boo this holiday season. I lied. I actually have one more thing that we have done and are going to do again at Christmas. And for us, grief feels like having so much love to give, but nowhere for it to go with them not being physically here anymore. So we're going to donate dog food to our local drive through our vet. It's also just a good excuse to go see our vet again because we're constantly, anytime we drive by, we're like, I hope they're doing so well. We love them so much. They were so, so great to boo. And my parents also like to donate to the rescue we originally got boo from in Spain, Galgo del Sol. They need a lot of financial help to keep the rescue going and they're doing amazing work. So for us, that is something that makes us feel really good. It's a way where things that we would have physically given to Boo, we can now try and give and support other dogs that need help both in our community and both where he came from. That feels really, really nice because again, it's just like all this love and that's what grief is. It's having all this love and all these feelings with no one to physically be there to receive it anymore. That's also why we talk to Boo. We talk to Boo all the time. This is my mom, she has told me. Both have little shrines for him, which again is also a very Eastern European thing. My mom also has a shrine for her parents, like a whole shelf. I have one for my grandparents that have passed away as well. It's just a place you can go and talk to them. We love to do that too. And lastly, like this is again a common theme with really all the topics I'm talking about over the holidays, but make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Go to therapy, talk to a counselor, talk to a support group, whatever that looks like for you. Share memories of your person with other people who knew them. I think this can be really nice over the holidays. Maybe you're having family dinner and someone is not at the family table this year that has passed away. And maybe some of you, not everyone has to, want to share some of your favorite memories around the holidays with them. Bring out specifically some pictures with them from previous holidays to frame and put on the table. Give yourself permission to grieve and feel any feelings that come up. Because again, there is no one right way to feel. Whatever you're feeling, your feelings are so valid, so normal. I hope that however you want your holidays to feel or not feel, is exactly what happens for you. That's about all I have to say on that topic. Again, I'm I'm not a professional. I just felt compelled to make this episode for again both anyone going through it and if you if you maybe aren't going through it, maybe you know someone who is and you can better understand how they might be feeling and how you can better support them. That's all she wrote today. A little bit of a short one, I guess. These really holiday focused episodes. I guess I don't have quite as much to say. And I've also just been feeling a little sick the past couple of weeks. What the heck is up with that? Next week, we're going to be talking about having a frugal girl winter is what I'm calling it. It's, this is not just for the girls. This is for everyone. I am just the mere girl having my frugal girl winter. We're going to be talking about low cost activities to do throughout winter. It's not just Christmas focus. It's more so winter focus because I know the seasonal depression be hitting. It is hitting so hard this year. The days are so short. It's so gray. It's so cold. I'm going to talk about ways that I am 
getting myself busy, staying active in my community and taking care of myself for free or at a very low cost because wow, so much of winter is just people going shopping and that is expensive and not in the budget for so many of us. Not just not in the budget, but like not mentally the way I want to live my life. That's gonna be next week's topic. I can't believe how kind of quick December is going by. I think that that in general is just September through December in a nutshell. The Burr months, they're my favorite months, but they go by so freaking fast. I'm getting pretty excited for the holidays though. I have something new I'm gonna try this year, which I was gonna save to talk about in my Christmas Eve episode, but I'm gonna briefly, briefly mention it now for anyone who catches this and cares and maybe wants to try making this too. I actually saw a TikTok video. I'm not trying to gatekeep. I saw a TikTok video. I don't recognize the lady, but I think she must be like a, a well-known chef of sorts because she has a cookbook and it's called Bab's Overnight Christmas Casserole. No, Bab's Overnight Christmas Breakfast Casserole. A video of her, uh, it was actually like a TikTok ad for like an egg company, which I'm like, okay, eggs pop off. Y'all are sponsoring great. Okay, that's a weird thing in my opinion to sponsor, but whatever. Your coin, Babs. Anyways, it's this casserole that you make the night before. You basically cut up a bunch of bread. Some people I know do English muffins. Uh, if you eat meat, you can cook meat to put in there. And then you just do milk and a ton of eggs. Whisk that together with some spices. Pour it over top. Crap ton of grated cheese. You can leave it overnight in the fridge, or if you just wanna make it fresh that morning, leave it in the fridge for half an hour to, I don't know, marinate. You pop it in the oven and boom, breakfast casserole. Anyways, I thought it sounded divine. And if you Google Babs Overnight Christmas Breakfast Casserole, I just bookmarked the page that she has on the Drew Barrymore show. I guess she was on the Drew Barrymore show also talking about this. It's a super easy recipe and the Drew Barrymore website, I specifically say that because it's not like the typical recipe blogs where you have to go through a ton of ads and their whole fucking life story to get to the recipe. The recipe for Bob's Overnight Christmas Casserole on the Drew Barrymore site, no bullshit. It's just the recipe, which mentally I love. I'm getting excited for Christmas because I want to try and make that. And I, there's two parts of me because part of me is like, should I try and make it ahead of time to make sure it turns out good? But then I'm like, oh, but then it's not going to be special and Christmas morning-y if I just eat it one random weekend ahead of time. I think I'm just going to have faith in Babs. I'm, put, I'm putting my money in Babs for this Christmas casserole to turn out well. And I'm going to, on Christmas Eve, make a fresh loaf of bread to use for it, put it in the fridge overnight. I actually might need to look into getting a bigger casserole dish because I don't really have a casserole dish. I've just got like a brownie pan. I think that's going to be fun, something new to do to make Christmas morning special. So the wheels are turning. The wheels are turning. I almost have all my stocking stuffers. I'm just doing a stocking for my partner. Nothing else. But y'all know I've already wrapped all my Christmas gifts. I'm ready to go. I'm rocking and rolling and enjoying Christmas movies. I need to get all my Christmas books, but I only have three. So I'm debating just reading them the week of Christmas because I rip through books pretty fast. So, you know, I could do, maybe I'll do one book a week. That would be good timing now. One book a week because I have three over the next few weeks. Let y'all know eventually when I get through all of them, how they went. It's the plan for the up and coming next few weeks. Just taking it easy. As I'm recording this, I am off today. I usually try and record these on a day off so that I'm in a good mental headspace. Lots of time, no pressure to record and edit them. It's early, it's 8.30 in the morning right now. So I'm going to go have a shower. I'm still in my jammies. I had a very laid back recording in my jammies and slippers and my little snuggie this morning. Go eat some 
breakfast and I don't know I don't have much on the list today read some books some of my new books maybe watch a Christmas Hallmark movie Mother rinse repeat. Anyways, new episodes every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I will see y'all next Sunday to talk about having a frugal girl winter. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.